Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Friday night! All right. Let's get right back into it. Keep McPherson on the fan, taking calls. I've got about an hour and like 15 minutes left. I've got one more guest, but I want to talk to you. 877-337-6666. I got a full rack of calls. Let's run through them. Ronnie K out in Bayonne. You're on the fan. What's up, Ronnie? Hello, Keith, my Jersey brother. How are you? Yes, sir. Shout out to Bayonne. I used to live over there uh, in, uh, what's it called, Harbor Point? I used to call it Harbor Pointless. I hated that place. <laughs> oh. Out well, on the water. One... Yeah, you were. You were, Yeah, I know where you are. You were on. Yeah, you were on the 440 side, right? Yes, sir. Okay. What order of business? It's Torporal, not Taylorham. Yes, sir. One... <laughs> one other thing I want to talk to you about is I'm a Mets fan, and back in 1998, I was 22 years old, mm-hmm. and the Mets made a trade in season for Mike Piazza. All right, he was on the last year of his deal, similar to Juan Soto, and guess what? They got Mike Piazza to sign a long-term deal, which could happen with Soto with the Yankees. You got to get him in the building and let him experience New York, right? Playing in New York, hearing the roar of the crowd, and you know what? He might prefer to play like Piazza did. So you know, a lot of people don't bring that up. I'm just saying, you know, everybody thinks that you know Juan Soto's one and done. It's a lot of talk, but you don't know that the guy might get comfortable. He might like his teammates. He might like playing there. And you know, you got a chance to get him. Yeah. You got him in the building. You got a chance to get him. People assume and project and say a lot of things, especially right here on the fan. We do a lot of, uh, in theory and projecting and hoping and yeah. wishing. And after all is said and done way more is said than actually done. Exactly. But that's all I got, Keith. You have a good night, brother. Okay, thanks for that call, Ronnie. Yeah, Met fan telling you, Met fans that like stop assuming that, <laughs> and like, and it, it like honestly, this off season absolutely washes all thoughts of oh, we've got the richest owner in the sport, Juan Soto as good as ours next year. Doesn't work like that. You didn't get Yamamoto. He didn't want to be a Met. He didn't want to be a Yankee. He didn't want to be in New York. Didn't retain. Jacob DeGrom, I mean, I've been on record saying these same things the last few months. Worry about extending or retaining or not trading Pete Alonso. He's got the same representation as Juan Soto. Pete Alonso wants to be a Met. Pay him. There's a good chance, like I said, Juan Soto, whose dad pulled up in 2018 in full-on Yankee gear with the sign that said, I'm not a Nationals fan. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm just here to support Juan Soto. What do you think his dad's going to feel like when the Yankees say, yeah, you you got a full season in Legends? What do you think, what do you think his dad's going to feel like when his dad gets to roll with him and gets all the VIP special treatment that Juan Soto's going to get as a Yankee? You think his dad's going to say, oh, son, let's go see what it's like on the other side? No, this is it right here. It's It's pretty simple to me. The Yankees have to win, and then the Yankees also have to pay him. Obviously, Scott Boris coached him up. We all saw the press conference where he said, yeah, this year, I'm going to enjoy this year. 
And if he enjoys this year and the Yankees make a run and the fans embrace him, which we will, there's just a higher chance, in my opinion, that when those negotiations happen with Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, Scott Boris, and Juan Soto, he says, yeah, I'm where I belong. And Pop says, hey, don't you think about going anywhere else. <laughs> Phil in Manhattan on the fan. What's up, Phil? Uh, you know, regarding uh, the New York Yankees, with the addition of two great left-handed sluggers, Alex Verdugo and Juan Soto, the Yankees have put together, in my opinion, one of the top lineups in baseball. They're going to be going in with the ammun- with the players that could produce a lot of runs. Yeah, Juan Soto is a slugger and just one of the best hitters. Verdugo, I think, in Yankee Stadium is going to have a better year at the plate. I don't know, Phil. I- I'm in agreement with you that they've changed this lineup. They also added Trent Grisham. I know now nobody's writing home about Trent Grisham, but I'd much rather see Trent Grisham in center field than IKF. And Jason Dominguez is going to be back. There's these guys on this team that people think are, are washed and done. They have something to prove. They're ball players. Rizzo wants to get back and show that he's not done. Stanton wants to get back, show that he's not done. DJ LeMayu yeah. wants to do the same. Glaber Torres yeah. has been one of our best hitters for the last few years. Yeah. I know I can count on him. Anthony Volpe wants to take a step forward. So I, I'm not right. I'm not wanting for too much in this Yankee lineup. That is absolutely correct. Every player in the in the starting in the projected starting Yankee lineup are proven sluggers, proven hitters. I don't care what happened to them before in last season. Last season was an aberration. These are excellent players up and down the line. They've proven it. They've shown it. In the last two years, I've been to 52 Yankee games. I've seen them play personally. They are fantastic players. I am very confident that they are going to be very successful in 2024. Very, very confident. Great call, Phil. I mean, not everybody is, um, you know, not everybody is on the, oh, we got to do more. We got to, like, there are some Yankee fans that said, okay, yeah, we see you. We see you, How We see you, Cash. You didn't just stop at the Juan Soto deal. We're excited for the season. And let's see how it plays out. I'm fair. Like, I'm telling you, I'll be at the games. I'll be at opening day. I think this year I got to take off so that I have a voice when I get back on the fan because this year I went up there. And, like, I pull up the opening day at, like, 8 a.m., Starts early. Starts at, like, some of the guys be up there at 7 a.m. I really get there by, like, 8, 9. And uh, by the time I got to the fan, I couldn't talk. I think Connor was producing that day. I'm like, bro, we got a problem. Like, I don't have a voice. I was yelling, like, when they announced, uh, you know, shortstop, number 11, Anthony Volpe. I was probably the loudest person in there. And, like, you get fired up for that. It's the journey. It's another 162. And there's going to be some new guys in those uniforms that you're going to look out there and say, all right. All right, this team looks a little different. Let's go to Keith in Connecticut. What's up, Keith? You're on the fence. Hey, Keith. Good to talk to you again. It's been a minute. Yeah. I haven't talked to you since New Year's Eve driving down to South Carolina. Well, welcome back. Year, so welcome back. Been a minute. All right, so I got to disagree with you. I hope you don't get mad at me. No, I won't get mad. Um, I get it. Uh, you know, Sue, it was great to hear Susan on the radio yesterday, and um, she was very pumped about the pitching. So I really think the Yankees need another bat. I really think they need a bat where it's a consistent bat. And I'd love to move Glaber out of town and bring in Luis Arise from, from the Marlins and have him be our leadoff hitter and go one, two, three, him, Soto, and Judge, and you ain't stopping us in the playoffs. Mm. I need that consistent bat for the playoffs. And I keep looking past last year was aberration, not making it. But we just don't hit them. And mm-hmm. that's when those bats just go dead for us. And when they're going dead, it's just one of those things that I just don't want to be talking about it later, saying, see, we knew we were behind and we just didn't pull the trigger. He's available. Marlins are moving him. Um, it's just something to consider. If oh, Cashman yeah. wants to prove me, because you know I'm not a Cashman fan, if he wants to prove me, he'll go make a move like this, where somebody didn't expect it. And I still think before that, that will just be the lineup. What are your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, that guy's name's been floating around. And obviously, the last two trade deadlines, there's been conversation about moving Glaber Torres to Miami. Uh, I, I think they like Glaber. And I think Glaber's a team guy. And I think, like, Judge is good friends with Glaber. Juan Soto has a relationship with Glaber. We just saw Glaber on Twitch, and he showed the audience that he was on FaceTime with Juan Soto. Like, they've already shaken up the clubhouse enough. 
I don't know if they subtract a Glaber Torres before the season. Now, if Glaber struggles and he does that boneheaded stuff that we've seen um, on the base paths or in the field, then there's a chance that they trade him at the deadline because we all don't really think that they're going to pay Glaber Torres what he's going to actually command in the free market. But I, I like the idea of the Luis Arise move or trade. Don't don't forget, he he's still for two years now till next year under control. I think he's only, he only got six million last year. He's cheap. He's not expensive. Yeah, and regardless of what he is, he's automatic. This guy is a no hitter. Doubt. Like, like, oh my god! All don't he does is hit. He, I don't know how many games he goes uh, three for four, four for four. How how geeked are the bleacher creatures going to be knowing he's in that? Spot we were need a hit and we can count on somebody for once again. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. No, I'm I'm 100 with you because there's still a lot of strikeout kings. There's still a lot of guys on in the lineup that can go cold, and that's a fear that Yankee fans have. We get to October and it's like, man, who's gonna break through? Who's gonna be the you guy? And you know, if DJ LeMay is not that contact hitter that can slap a single through or uh, a double in the gap, like you, you definitely need that. We're hoping Verdugo can be that. Um, ah, I'm just worried. You know, Boston, you know, you know how we get Boston's rejects. Don't say it, but just you know it. You've seen it. Yeah, I don't know. I think that kid's got a chip on his shoulder to prove Boston wrong. Boston's a mess right now, and I think he looks at it like, hey, uh, you, you, okay, you sent me to the enemy. Like, when I see you, it's on site. Like, I'm going to make you pay, and I'm going to show everybody I'm a good ball player, and I'm surrounded by good ball players. This is a good Yankee team. I think Verdugo is going to show us that he can compete and he can play. I, I watched him in the World Baseball Classic play for Mexico. Uh, I think he's a competitor. I, I look forward to seeing what he does. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm excited because we need some outfield help, no doubt, from where we were last year. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Just need one more consistent bat. You, you'll hear me during the season bothering you, saying I kept telling you early on we need that damn bat. So. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Yeah, no, I, I get it. Thanks for the call. There, it's just paranoia, Yankee paranoia, Yankee fan paranoia. You've seen them go cold, and last year you've seen them not be able to score runs. So if you hear one of the best hitters in baseball is available, I understand it. I just, like I said, I, I, as I think about it, and I saw people's reaction to it online, um, <laughs> like I, I get it. That guy almost hit 400. I, I spoke last night about how he stole the triple crown from Judge, right? Uh, he was only like maybe a few points higher than Judge, and the Twins shut him down for the last series of the year, and he ended up getting the batting title that year. That would have been sick. Imagine if Judge, <laughs> I mean, the AO home run record is ridiculous, but imagine if he, I, like, people forget that. Don't ever forget that. Don't leave that out. That Aaron Judge was this close in his prove it year to breaking the AO home run record and winning the Triple Crown. That's nuts. That guy's healthy and he's back. Ed in Guilford, Connecticut. What's up, Ed? You're on the fan. Hey, Kate. First time, I, you know, I've only heard you a couple of times. I work uh, high school basketball games, and, I, you know, at night I, I turn on the fan. So I hear you. I used to call all the time. You know, first off, I, the reason I called, I wanted to find out if you were, you know, a, a Yankee Met guy or a Giant Jet guy or whatever, you know, a Nick uh, Net guy. But I agree with them about that Luis Reyes, man. The Yankees got to get him. I'm a big Yankee fan. I go way back. In 1970, I caught a foul ball at Bucky Dent hit. Awesome. And I'm telling you, man, that, <laughs> that Luis Reyes, we got to get we got to get rid of the second baseman. That's a good that's a good thing. But let me ask you a question. So, what's your deal? Are you a Nick guy? No, I'm from Jersey. I'm a New Jersey Nets turned Brooklyn Nets <laughs> fan. Yeah, it ain't fun. It ain't it ain't no fun. That's all right. Well, my Knicks are going to do it. Number two, what about football? Yeah, it's also not fun. Um, oh, no, don't tell me you're a wild boy guy. <laughs> I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I put myself <laughs> on watching TV in the 90s. Nobody put me oh, on, man. man. I was heavily influenced by Fox 5 and Dallas. commercials and Americana propaganda. The triplets, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael <laughs> Irvin. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, man. In a sick way, and, and, and my friends are, you know, mad at me. You know, my Giants stink. I love the Giants. But I, what great joy this, you know, the uh, past weekend with the, oh, the I Eagles know. going down. I, I heard it. I got a bunch of text messages in my phone during that game that I deleted and ignored. A lot of my Giants fan friends were uh, – you know, like, come take a seat with us. You all right? Still checking in to see if you them boys. Right, I'm like, now, now, uh, now, Keith, you and I are 0 for 2. Now, what about the Yanks? 
Mets, Yanks. Never, never rooted for another team. Never will. My son is the only team my son is rooting for right now that he's just born into is being a Yankee fan. Uh, I don't think I. I don't think I would. I don't think I would even have started playing baseball or watching baseball if it wasn't for the Yankees in the late nineties. There you go, man. There you go. I, I remember. I remember in the seventies going to a Kansas City when Brett were there, and I got caught on the major league. And man, I go way back with the Yankees, way way back. Uh, Mickey Mantle. I'm I'm 71 years old, but I got to tell you, man, I'm very happy this year with what they're doing in the off season. Um, you know, pitching wise, okay. You, I guess you got to give the shot. You got to you got to let Rodon try to do what he did before, right? And that's you know that's risky. You know, my boy uh, uh, Nasty N- Nestor, whatever they call it, Cortez. Yep. I love him. Coming back, but he, but he is hittable a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but he's a competitor, and and I think no, he's got 100%. a chip on his shoulder. Nestor's 100. a friend of mine, and uh, he's the underdog. He's coming back for his respect. I love him 150. percent I'm, 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 I'm. You know, um, but what do you think? Maybe one more. I don't know. You know, I saw that. What's his name? Uh, Hater went to. Uh, you know the, the hated Houston Astros. Good, they can have them. Yeah, the I look cheaters. forward to seeing them. I know the Yankees weren't in on them. I think that the Yankees feel good about their bullpen guys and who they're you know who they're developing yeah. and the bullpen no, they're going to put together. I think they're ready to roll with this rotation. And if they feel like this rotation struggles or somebody gets hurt, they're going to be on the phones to make trades. I think they've already checked in on all the Shane Bieber, Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease types. And as we get into yeah. spring training and those teams assess what they have and don't have, and as we get into the season, April, May, June, and those teams are losing games and they say, hey, we got to sell off for pieces, let's pick the phone back up and talk to Brian Cashman. The Yankees will be in position to make a trade. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. What about nutty Trevor Bauer or whatever? No, nothing with him or what's going on with him? I just think they that. They don't want to. You know, you know, I mean, somebody calls probably every hour about Trevor Bauer, not just my show, all the shows. I think BT said it, Sal said it. I think all the, you know, even Evan, all of us baseball fans are on the fan, and I'm not leaving anybody yeah. out, but I think all of us understand that Trevor Bauer is a good pitcher, and you can get him for oh, the no, low. No. You can get him on a discount. But also, it's, no, it's not just I, Trevor I got, Bauer that you're yeah. getting. You're getting the baggage as well. And we don't. Yeah, I just don't I think it happens had, in New York. I thought he had a beef with Garrett Cole. No, Didn't no, he have no, no. He spoke. Well? He spoke right here about going to UCLA alumni events, and obviously they went to school together. They have a lot of the same friends. Garrett Cole's wife went to UCLA. Uh, she's the right. sister of Brandon Crawford. They're all in the same right. circles. They've seen each other. Um, you know, he didn't want to go too deep into speaking for Garrett Cole. But I mean, these are grown men. I I, I don't think they have any issues. No, from I college. understand. So so you think if. Just by chance, just whatever, he came. There wouldn't be a problem with him and Garrett Cole or no. Garrett Cole be on board with him or no? No, nah, Garrett Cole's so locked in. Garrett Cole is the, the reigning AL Cy Young winner. I heard Garrett Cole best. at the All-Star game last year say, you know, he got to start the All-Star game. That was something on the bucket list. He wins the Cy Young. That's on the bucket list. All that's left for him to do is win a World Series. Um, he's pitched yeah. in a World no, Series, I, I, but he wants to win one. Man. If Trevor Bauer can come here and help the Yankees win one, I don't think that he's got an ego to say, oh, well, you know, back in uh, in college, this guy was a oh, jerk okay. off. So it's, yeah, okay, so it's, it's, more it's, about, no- it's more about what comes with Bauer. The, these, these allegations, the pending charges, I know he hasn't been charged with anything, but just even the cases, right? You can Google it. I've looked at these things. I've read through these things. And honestly, I think he was a target. I hate that. You know, it only works one way. These these women no, can target him as a millionaire baseball player and try to extort him. Right. And we just take it as he's guilty um, before right. proven innocent. And now this right. guy had two years of his life taken away, his baseball right. career taken away. He's trying to get it back. But I don't know if the, the Mets or the Yankees, this is the city of New York, I don't know if either one of those teams take a chance on a guy like that. I don't know if any team in baseball does. But if you know well, if, a small, if a small that's market wrong. team that, does that ain't right. Yeah, it's not right, right. But you know, a lot of things aren't right in life, and you know, life ain't right. fair. It's not a carnival. I mean, we'll see. No. I I think if the Yankees feel like it's a need and they want to take that risk and that gamble and feel like their PR team and their clubhouse is strong enough, then then wow, you add Trevor Bauer to this team, then you're really uh, going for it in 2024. Uh, I would but, like that too. One more one more quick question. And by the way, it's been an enjoyment. I, you know, after the I do these basketball games. 
I'm going to call you. Uh, you're great, man. I, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, what about uh, Dominguez? Uh, Do- Dominguez? Uh, how am I pronouncing Jason Dominguez, the Martian. Yeah, the kid. Yeah, he's in Tampa. Yeah, the Martian. Yeah, he's yeah, working yeah. out. He was actually looking kind of beefy. He was looking like he put on some weight. Um, Not that that's a good thing, but. So what's the dealio with him? Yeah, I, I Boone spoke today, and, and he's been working out. They think the rehab is going as well as any rehab could possibly go. And they expect him back in the summer. And I've been telling folks sooner rather than later. A lot of people are saying, ah, after the All-Star break. I'm like, I don't know. They call this kid the Martian for a reason. We saw what he did. I was in Yankee Stadium when he hit his fourth home run. And he's just right. a different type of ball that. player at 20 years yeah. old. Even How in old center is he field. Now? 21? He's, he's 20. 21. Even in center Whoa. field, the kid belongs. Both sides of the plate, the kid belongs. His first major league baseball swing. He takes Justin Verlander deep. That kid, no, that know. kid's ready. He wants, he wants to put those no, pink stri- stripes back on sooner okay, rather than he's later. Hurt, though. He's hurt. So, what's his expected time to come back? I would say July, and I and I hope it's before the All Star break, maybe even late June. Man, he could be, he could be the deal, man. I don't know, but anyway, hey, thank you, man. You're you're great. I'll call you again after another basketball game I do, and you're you're awesome. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, thank you. I got one more call to take before we break and bring in my last guest, Brandon London. Giants fans, you guys are familiar with him. Let's go to Brian in West Palm. Before we go to break, Brian, what's up, man? You got it. How are you doing? I've been a Yankee fan my whole life. I agree with that earlier call. I would trade uh, Gleyber Torres for a rise. I think a rise is... If they want to do it straight up, done. <laughs> and even if you got to sweeten the pot, sweeten the deal, done. And if it shakes yeah. up the locker room, whatever, so be it. But I just... I don't know. I feel like they're, they're, you know, Brian Cashman came out at the GM meetings and he said Glaber Torres is one of the best second basemen in the American League, and he, you know, he's he's friends with these guys, and I don't know how Judge will feel about it. I don't know how uh, Juan Soto will feel about it, and I think the Marlins are gonna. It, it wouldn't be straight up. It wouldn't be one to one. I think okay. the Marlins would want some prospects too. Okay. But, but uh, I'm right there with all of you listening, all of you calling, because I just don't see them paying. Glaber Torres. I don't see them giving him the long-term deal, and that means you have between right now and the 31st to make a, a trade to get something for Glaber Torres before he walks in free agency. Wow. And also on the pitching, you know, I, I grew up in Westbury, Long Island. I, I know he signed Stroman, but it was a disappointment. I thought we would get Monty back or or, or get Blake Snell from, from San Diego. Do you feel the Yankees will still are in the market to, to bring in another no, every, every report and, and, and listening to Boone talk and Cashman talk yesterday and, and just reading uh, reports, uh, Monty doesn't want to come back. Monty was hurt. The guy cried. It, it, was, it was a low point for him. He was a homegrown Yankee, and uh, that, that day when, when that came in, they traded him for an injured center fielder. That crushed the guy, but I think he turned it into motivation. Obviously, he shoved twice against the Yankees in a Cardinals uniform. Then he got traded from the Cardinals to the Texas Rangers and won a World Series. He wants to go back to Texas. I don't think he wants a second tour, and I don't want a second tour with him. If he doesn't want to be here, you can't force it. Blake Snell, the word on the street is Scott Boris set the market at nine years, $270 million. Hell no. There's no way. Can't do it. Can't do it. Now, if he if he stays out there and the, you know, the market um, – doesn't bend to him and nobody gives him that and he wants to come win with the Yankees and the Yankees already put an offer out for five years, 150 million. And he says, all right, fine, run it. Then yeah, you do it. But other than that, we're ready to roll. And uh, I'm interested in seeing what this um, rotation looks like and they'll make a trade and they'll add if they have to. All right, coming up next, my guy, Brandon London from New York post sports. He does the uh, MC over there at giant stadium, MetLife stadium. When you go watch the giants games, He's a former player. Brandon London coming up next. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Right back at it on the fan, KM to sometime in the PM. Joining us right now, my guy, Brandon London. I've been uh, jumping on New York Post Sports to talk about the Nets, so I'm like, Brandon, you owe me a solid. He's the digital host for New York Post Sports, and like I said, he's a former Giant, and he hosts over there at MetLife. You guys have probably seen him on the big screen with the mic doing his thing. Let's bring in Brandon London, the pride of the 757, right now on the fan in New York. What's up, B? Man, it doesn't even have to be a solid. It could be a reoccurring if you want it. Yes, sir. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's all it's all collaborative when it comes to New York sports and media here. You know, so appreciate you having me on. Yeah, so we got to talk Giants, man. I feel like this whole week, you know, last week was all the Wink Martindale stuff. This week was all talking about, you know, what the Jets have to do and, uh, you know, all the coaches available. But I know the Giants fans are like, hey, talk about where we're at. So, you know, right now, I've been listening the last couple of days. There's a lot of chatter, and it's rumor, but whatever, it's fun, about the Giants drafting uh, a quarterback and the Giants trading up to do so. You know, so in theory, do you think this is a reality? I think this is what you got to do, right? They're there at six, but if they have a guy that they want, they got to move up to get him. What do you think about the, the Giants circling in on their guy, whoever it may be, and moving up in the draft to go get him? Well, I think it's all about what you do in free agency prior to the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if you can't bring in a veteran lineman to protect a quarterback and try and trade up for that for that quarterback and you can't protect him, then you're going to get nothing out of uh, that rookie quarterback because, as you see, they, they struggle if you can't protect them as they try and learn the speed of the NFL game. You know, Again, out of all the, the quarterbacks drafted last year, C.J. Stroud is the one quarterback that has kind of risen to the level of veteran and and playing beyond what a rookie quarterback is supposed to be playing. But, again, that's one quarterback. So Joe Shane, Joe Douglas, both guys who need need quarterbacks. And I don't care what people say about, oh, Aaron Rodgers coming back. They should still draft a quarterback in the first round just to save their ass, cover their ass on the Jets side. On the Giants side, it really, again, it doesn't matter who you trade up for to draft. If you if Joe Shane doesn't have a strong free agency in terms of bringing in a, a veteran guard, right tackle, some some key pieces on the offensive line to be able to not only protect Daniel Jones or the rookie quarterback, but also to be able to run the ball with Saquon or whoever they bring in to replace Saquon. Yeah, the Giants are going to look different. I mean, this is the off season. This is the year going into year three. There's going to be some new coaches. Giants fans are going to have to say goodbye to some players. But when you look at this draft, they're drafting six, and they have good draft capital. So I was reading an article on Giants Wire. It says the Giants will enter the 2024 NFL draft with seven total picks in tow, including four in the top 70, obviously the number six overall pick. And with Shane and Dable, obviously, you know, this rebuild, I think they were ahead of schedule, obviously, in in year one. You, You get to the playoffs. You win a playoff game on the road. You win coach of the year. But then they take a step back this year. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that gives them an opportunity to reassess. Obviously, they, they fired some coaches. They're bringing in some new guys. What do you think the biggest thing in this offseason like that has to be done? Is it is it retaining Saquon Barkley? Is it uh, hitting on all your draft picks? Is it getting the coaches' staff right? Like, What's the biggest thing that the Giants have to do to close the gap in the NFC East on the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, again, you have to hit on your off-season weapons, and that goes to not only who you bring in, but who you retain as well. Do you want to keep a guy like Xavier McKinney, who said that he's not going to give a hometown discount in terms of the team that drafted him, right. but he rightfully so because of the market is going to be what it is for a safety, and you can say he's top two, three safety in the league. You know, So um, it's about retaining guys like that, and then, again, it's also bringing in veteran help on the offensive line 
linebacker, pass rush, somebody, another double-digit sack guy to go along with Kayvon Thibodeau. So you're not waiting for him to kind of break out to be a Michael Strahan or Jason Pierre-Paul. That's going to come for him, but it makes it a lot easier if he has someone on the other end, kind of like T.J. Watt has the uh, – uh, what's the guy's name? Mm, the other pass rusher on the end that they paid. Highsmith, Hayward. Uh, Highsmith, Highsmith. But look, Hayward would be the Dexter Lawrence. Right. You know? So you got to have three three forces on that defensive line in terms of getting pass rusher to wreck what we call the decision maker. The quarterback's the highest paid player on the team. So you got to have three guys on that defensive line that can wreck the decision maker. Look who you have in coverage, Tay Banks who showed that they hit on that draft pick, that first-round draft pick. He showed that he could cover some of the elite in the NFL. And when he did struggle, he still put up a fight when he did struggle. Those were a lot of contested catches, big catches, by a scary Terry, by a, a Garrett Wilson, guys that Brendan Cooks, you know, so at least you weren't saying no bums were catching passes on him. And on the other end, what do you do with a Dory Jackson? I think you're going to have to strengthen that CB2 position, but it all depends on what Xavier McKinney does because do you pay a safety and you can't, you know, give a little extra money to a second corner or like a guy like Stephen Gilmore if he doesn't re-sign with the Cowboys or do you, you know, or do you spend it on another pass rusher? So when it comes to defense, Joe Shane and those guys, they got to hit like they on free agent, on a free agent defensive player. They've got to hit on two of them like they hit with Bobby O'Karake, uh last year. So, I mean, it's it's their season now, that front office. You know, I see Joe Shane when I'm in the, uh, in the building and, you know, talking to him about how, you know, once college football kind of died down, he was able to travel with the team and really look at and assess guys, evaluate guys, the roster now and stuff. So, you know, you, you listen to those guys and, you know, you kind of get a, a small feel of what their plan is going forward and, and what they're doing in terms of evaluating rookie talent. So it's just it's interesting to see the chess piece going on uh, within the Giants organization on the front office side leading up to this free agency with free agency and the draft coming up. All right, let's talk coaching, man. You play football. I play football. Obviously, you play pro. I play college. But you, you know what the deal is with coaching. Coaches yell. Like, I've seen coaches yell to the point where veins are busting out of their necks, and they yell at each other too because it's football, it's aggressive, there's a lot of testosterone, there's a lot of emotion. Guys want to win, and when you're not winning, they're going to yell. So this whole thing last week about Wink Martindale and the stuff that got leaked, to me, I think is it's in the past. I think it's a bunch of nothing. But, like, guys are going to yell. I think that Brian Dable will learn from it. I don't think he wants to be known as this tyrant. I don't, I don't think he wants to be known as a guy that yells just for no reason. I'm sure there's, you know, uh, some words that he was yelling that, that had some substance to him. But what I see is that, you know, this didn't stop anybody from signing with the Giants. They've already made, you know, some quick moves. They hired a running back coach. They, they hired an offensive line coach. I think this is good because Brian Dable is going to get now to have his whole staff, and these guys are coming in knowing, hey, I, I know how coach gets down. It's not going to be a 60-year-old Wink Martindale that's like, hey, you ain't going to yell at me. I mean, it, when you play football, people yell. Teammates yell at each other. You know? so, when you so, talk about coaching staff. It's so that, normal. Yeah, you think of how much time they spend together, you know, away from their families and stuff. And I, I get what people say. Well, they get paid what they pay. They're supposed to. Yeah, you know, they're they're putting in that work. And those guys, they're in sweatpants and stuff, just looking over uh, game tape of a second team quarterback that's coming in to put a uh, second string quarterback that's coming in to play because like a Dak got knocked out. So you're watching his college tape because he's a rookie and you didn't get, you know, there's no. Uh, NFL snaps to watch him. So you're making a game plan on that quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like those are the things those quarterback, uh, those coaches are doing. So when people are on Twitter and all, or X and saying like, oh, this coach needs to do, oh, they need to do this or X, Y, Z. Them dudes are putting in extensive hours on the game plan. So I'm going to go with that bum coach or whatever coach they call is a bum or is garbage over what someone says they think they need to do on Twitter because there's no, you know, a, a Twitter breakdown ain't a real breakdown. But uh, at the end of the day, look, you know what you're getting when you get a Brian Dable. You're going to get a coach that can yell and stuff. But when the Giants were winning, everybody was praising him because yep. he was playing juicy in the locker room. They were doing the memes where he was looking like Biggie. Yep. You know, remember that? You know, They were talking about um, 
<clears throat> you know, the, the the cojones he had for going for two. You know how he, he tightened up Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones took care of the football. And they were looking I'll at the coach of the get. other team in MetLife saying, See? he's the opposite See? of that coach. That See? coach shows no emotion. See? And all for all your listeners right now, I want you to say, I want you to raise your hand right now if you're one of those people that was that that bought on to the juicy and the day bowl, like uh, day balls and all that stuff. <laughs> but now you flipped on it. I want you to think about what you've done, what you just got. You can call yourself out for. You know, if you're gonna ride with, ride with them, ride with them, man. Because at the end of the day, you know, here comes this third year that's coming up. Everybody knows the pressure that comes on a coach on the third year. You know, you, you made the playoffs your first, kind of digressed to second. So all eyes are going to be on him. So if I'm him and I'm not getting along with the coach or I got to make some, some major changes and feel like you're a lot of pieces, not only player-wise but coaching-wise, away, it's my third year. I got to do what I got to do. I got to, I, you know, I got to snip some things. So you know, it is what it is, and that's how it, that's either how he's going to save his job to keep going forward, or you know, that's how you lose it. But at the end of the day, he's the man in the arena. You know, you got a day balls just made some day balls decision in terms of roster moves or or coaching wise and all that. So it's you know, it's on him from here on out. Let's talk Daniel Jones, man. I I put together the math on my own comparing Daniel Jones, the six overall pick from the what was it, twenty eighteen draft. And uh, Kyler Murray, the number one overall pick, they both, you know, had ACL injuries. Last year, Kyler Murray got hurt on December 12th, had his surgery January 3rd, came back to play November 12th. That was 11 months, exactly 313 days. Daniel Jones got hurt on November 5th, had his surgery November 22nd. 314 days after that would be October 1st this year. So that tells me that unless Daniel Jones has a miraculous rehab, unless he just has a much faster rehab, and I know he's not Kyler Murray, but they're both human beings, that he's not going to be ready for training camp. He's not going to be ready to go in August. He's not going to be ready for OTAs. That's going to be Tommy Cutlets probably throwing the ball around, or I don't know if they bring in another quarterback or they retain Tyrod Taylor, but I have a ton of respect for Daniel Jones. I feel like from the day he was drafted – he had a tough go at it. He had to replace Eli. He had different coaches, different offenses to learn under different coordinators. He rose to the occasion with Dable here last year, had his best year arguably going to the playoffs and winning, and he got paid. But now he's got another challenge again to come back from this ACL injury. What are you expecting out of him next year? And can the Giants rely on him? I think they have to draft a quarterback. And if it's not Tyrod Taylor, they have to bring in another free agent quarterback, a veteran backup. Man, just think of how great of a situation Daniel Jones is in to be injured right now. You yeah, cut him, you 40 keep mil. Him, you're going to get 40. Yeah, so, you know, he can he can take that entire year. He can take a full gap year. If you think about it. No rush. You know, regardless of if he plays or he comes back, like he's playing for, I think, future contract with another team. Or I think he's going to have to go on that Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater-type journey. Geno Smith type journey somewhere else when he's healthy and when he's ready to go. But if you're Daniel Jones, man, I'm taking my time. You've put some good stuff on tape. It's not like we say Daniel Jones is a slouch. And then he's in the same boat of a Saquon Barkley because it's like, yeah, at times you may wanted more out of them, but they also are victim to the roster that was put in front of them as well. Saquon having to carry an entire team, you know, for years, in, or an entire offense for years. You know, Daniel Jones, same thing. Last year he got the bag, only 15 touchdowns before interceptions, and he did it with, like, Richie James and those guys, you know. So uh, Daniel Jones is in a great position, man. Like, people can, hey, you can be team DJ or not. But in terms of a, a football player coming back for some sort of rehab and being able to still get 40-something guaranteed whether you get cut or you're on the team – this just buys you time for somewhere else. You know, I, I, a lot of times the fans get so caught up in, oh, you cut him, make him go somewhere else. Somewhere else may be better for 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 a player. And let's say it is. Let's say for the team anti-Daniel Jones, let's say he does go somewhere else. Not only did he just getting, is he still getting 40-something guaranteed, he gets a fresh start. Let's say if he goes somewhere like the Buccaneers, like a Baker Mayfield had to do. You're going up against a Cal Trask or a possible first-round draft pick. 
and you're you're healthy, you're 100% healthy if you got to sit all last year, I mean all next year, and you're ready to compete. Daniel Jones is in a great position if you really sit down and think about the mathematics. Hey, last thing I got to ask you is about the boy Darren Waller. He came out there with the bars today. I think that's the happiest I've seen him since he's been in New York, was over there spitting on the uh, waterfront. Looked like he was in Weehawken, West New York area. <laughs> Did you get a chance to listen to uh, Darren Waller's little snippet of his upcoming album? Yeah, I did a sit-down with him uh, earlier this year for the Brian Dable show. Um, and, you know, he when, when I was doing the research on him, I went and listened to a couple of the tracks he had up on YouTube. So, yeah, man, I, I checked it out. I watched him. Like, that's over. That's off Boulevard East over in uh, West New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to New live York, off Jersey. Port Imperial, yeah. yep. Yeah, I know, I know, right over there, Port Imperial is where the High Woods at. I love, yep. I love going to the High Woods. No, um, so yeah, I mean, hey man, you know, at at the end of the day, his his clock's kind of ticking on times of in terms of how much he's going to want to do football, go through football, and on what in terms of what it is and and wins and won the wins and loss standpoint from what team he's on, and then on the same time, like how much his body can take from it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, as a football player, when a guy like that who has talent, the last thing you want to be doing, and the one thing that will get up in your head is if you're in the training room and always having to nurse something or trying to get back from something, you want to go out there and show the people what you've done. A guy like that, back-to-back 100-yard, I mean, 100-catch seasons, you want to go out there and show people what you want to do, but your body's not like – you know, your body's not kicking, ke- keeping up with that ambition right. in that sense. So this is good for him. This is part of the transition, you know. Some guys going and they're making podcasts and uh, it's part of their transition. He's yeah. making music. And you never know where that could take you, man. At the end of the day, that's Darren Waller. He still has access to whatever it is he needs access to for, let's say he plays two more. Let's say he plays next year and then gets on a team late the following year. That's still two years of relevancy, and then after that, you get what two uh, extra two after you're talking about the players and um. But your brand off the field makes you a legend. That's your um, empire, you know, in that sense. So I mean, good, good for him, man. But at the end of the day, you want to see him have success on the field one more time, play on a winning team, and you know, go out and you know, go out on his football career and go into the new venture of uh, his life. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm a hip-hop head. It inspired me. I'm like, I got to find a couple hours to write some bars and get on the fan and rap again. I mean, I think we have the clip. I'm going to play it later, but I got no problem with him rapping. I think he's better than Young Joker. I know you heard Kadarius Tony's bars when he was here for a brief little bit. Yeah, no, bro, no football player has been nice. There have been a couple basketball players that's been <laughs> all right, but... You know, Le'Veon Bell, I didn't think Le'Veon Bell was that. Oh, you know what? Damian Lillard is really like the oh, only one. The best football player, A.B., put that ish on, bro. Oh, like, yeah, that's I, a that, classic. That, bro, that's, <laughs> that's a, a banger. That's a human. That should go in the canton, too, bro. That should go in the canton, too. Yeah, him and, and his right last there. game at, at MetLife. Brandon, you're the man. This is Brandon London on the fan. He's the in-stadium host when you go to MetLife. And see the Giants. You also see him on New York Post Sports as the digital host there. Uh, great guy. I've been doing some work with him. I'm glad he could join me tonight. Thank you, Brent. I'll let you get back to your son. All right, man. Take it easy, man. Welcome. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. I got to give the Casamigos big shot of the night to VTech. VTech. VTech Vanacek from the New Jersey Devils. 28 saves as the Devils get the win. The Devils scored four in the second period to beat the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets went up 1-0, and the Devils needed this one. They had lost four out of five. VTech holds it down. John Marino scores. Alexander Holt scores. Nico Heischer scores. Nathan Bastian scores. And the Devils get a much-needed win without Jack Hughes. Woo! All right, honorable mention, though, as I was scrolling through tweets, Devin Booker is going crazy. Devin Booker tonight, 52 points, 
18 to 28 field goals made. He's knocked down six to 10 three-point field goals in the first three quarters. I joked and said to Paulie, I'm like, this guy's going for his own record of 71 right now as the Suns face the Pelicans down in New Orleans. He's cooled off. I don't know. They might have just taken him out because he's stuck at 52 points as I look at NBA.com, and now there's about six and a half minutes left. Yeah, they probably just took him out. Like, hey, easy, bro. <laughs> you don't have to go for 71 on him. Show a little bit of respect as the Suns are up 117 90. I'm sure when I go home to watch Sports Center or League Pass or uh, NBA TV, I'll see the work that Book put in. He's ridiculous, man. He's a Kobe disciple. He's another one of the ones that's when he's hot like that, when he's on like that, he can literally not miss, put the ball in the hole, 52 points. So my Casamigos big shot of the night, a double shot split by Vitek Vanacek and Devin Booker. 877-337-6666. I said I was on till. 10:20, but we actually only have like six minutes. We're gonna have to break and then throw to Capper and Carino with the coverage of the Brooklyn Nets versus the Los Angeles Lakers from LA. So what I'll do right here, even if I don't get any calls, is give you my thoughts and my picks as we go into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this football Friday. I've been thinking and 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 thinking. There's no way in my mind that the Ravens lose this game. They just got to leave it all on the field. And it's not just Lamar. I think in the past it was all on Lamar. But they're going to run the ball. They're going to throw the ball, catch the ball. And they're going to play defense. And they're going to make it hard for C.J. Stroud. And I think the magic ride of the rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, ends. But I do expect them to cover. The Baltimore Ravens have played some close games with teams. The Baltimore Ravens have also blown out some teams. I do think with Lamar being on ice the last two weeks, he might be a little rusty, but it's not going to be on just him. So I'm taking the Houston Texans to cover that large spread of 9.5, and I think a lot of the money is coming in on Houston plus 9.5. I think you know a Justin Tucker field goal or two can win it for the Ravens, and they'll they'll survive that that first game against a hot Houston Texans team. Also give me the over in that game. The Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers, the Jordan Love hype is ridiculous. I know the kid was balling. I know the kid looks like a you know the next Aaron Rodgers or, or uh, Brett Favre in Green Bay, but come on now. You Giants fans watched him play in Giants Stadium. Like he can he can be got. He can they can get to him. He can be stopped. And that Niners defense is ridiculous there are a lot of dogs on that defense hungry dogs that are trying to get back to the Super Bowl give me the Niners to cover that nine and a half Brock Purdy's going to distribute the pill Christian McCaffrey's going to run wild Debo Samuel is going to be open don't watch or don't uh, don't forget about George Kittle watch him run wide open at some point in the middle of the field I think the Niners cover that nine and a half and give me the under I don't think it's going to be back and forth I don't think they're scoring that many points I think it's just going to be a situation where the 49ers dominate at home. The Green Bay Packers, 9-8 and eight team, they're not going to be able to hold their weight with this San Francisco 49ers team. They're not the Cowboys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Baker Buccaneers, another good story. You know, Tampa Bay had Brady, and Brady lost to the Cowboys in his final game, and he was old. But, but, but the Bucs have, have Baker and those guys believe, and they have a bunch of different receivers, Rashad White. I think Mike Evans is going to do his thing. Uh, he didn't have as big of a game, but ultimately, Dan Campbell and Jared Goff and the city of Detroit know that they're one win away from being in the NFC Championship game, and their magical year continues. Give me the Detroit Lions just straight-up money line. They'll probably win another close one, and uh, I'm going to take the over in the points there. I think there's a lot of skill position guys, a lot of weapons, a lot of guys that are going to catch passes, run around. Those running backs should run wild, too. Last but not least, the Kansas City Chiefs. And nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I don't believe in the Chiefs. I haven't believed in them all year. The Jets should have beat them. You know, I, I looked at the Kansas City Chiefs, and I said they were distracted this year by Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift didn't catch one pass. She didn't make one tackle. She got a lot of airtime. She got a lot of coverage. Is she going up to Orchard Park? I don't think she should make that trip. Kathy Hochul told the Steelers fans stay at home. She should send out a address to Taylor Swift to stay at home. It's not going to be a fun game for you. The Buffalo Bills know that they are this close to getting the monkey off their back, defeating the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, 
his crybaby ass was crying about Kadarius Tony last time. Couldn't even be a decent guy and go shake hands and congratulate Josh Allen on the win. Well, Josh Allen's going to remember that one and lay the smack down on them again. Give me the Buffalo Bills to cover that two and a half. And I'm taking the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Uh, the Bills defense is banged up. Kansas City's defense is good. But I just have a ton of faith in Joe Brady and that Bills offense. They have a lot of weapons. So with those eight picks, if you put a $5 wager on FanDuel on those picks, that would win you $496.99. Don't do that because there's no way all of that happens. But don't gamble at all or gamble responsibly. Enjoy the games this weekend. Appreciate everybody that called, everybody that listens. Appreciate the haters, too, online that are hiding and just using their thumbs to disparage myself and my fellow co-hosts here at WFAN. It's been a great week, a week that we found out Spike Eskin is leaving us, but we're stronger than ever here at The Fan, and we'll be back. Uh, well, I'll be back next weekend, and there's, there'll be entertainment and hosts and shows all weekend as well. Stay tuned for Brooklyn Nets Radio, Capper and Carino. Let's go, Nets. Let's go Nets. I got to go home, get something to eat, and maybe actually get some sleep tonight. That's all I've got. Where's that back music, Paulie? Where's that? Oh, I, I thought you said 10, 12. I, I queued it up perfectly. This guy's like, talking a little bit, man. Nah, yeah, open, up, yeah. open up behind the curtain. Yeah, 10, you, 12, 50. <laughs> you bring us home. <laughs> I'm like, Let me 10, tell 12. you why the Yankees are going to fail this season. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. You got you got thirty seconds to tell everybody why the, the Yankees didn't do enough and they're well, gonna the win issue 80 is, games. The issue for the Yankees, and this is what everyone why they are why they were okay not signing Josh Haters, because they think that money is in the piggy bank for Juan Soto next year. Okay. So that's the reason why. And they're forgetting the fact that do they have enough to win this year as constituted right now? Sure. Sure. The Diamondbacks made it to the World Series. Just keep that in mind, the Diamondbacks. The Yankees beat the Diamondbacks last year in Yankee Stadium. Can't the Mets be the Diamondbacks then? Uh, sure, why not? I haven't said that they can't be. I know a lot of people are getting on the fan and saying the Mets are going to be bad. We don't know anything. That's why we watch, and that's why we talk, and that's why we project and hope and put bets on things. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen. These are all professional athletes, and most of us on the fan are not. All right, that's all I've got. I think I want to get... Uh, some Shake Shack. I saw a clip on the WFAN Vault TikTok page with Mike Francesa talking about he doesn't know what it is about Shake Shack. It's the bread. It's the, it's bread. the, bread. Like, it's the Martin's p- potato bread. <laughs> so now I got to go get some. I'm out of here. Everybody have a good Friday night. Enjoy the weekend. Stay warm. Peace. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.